Hello, and welcome to Travel Loving Moms Podcast, Episode 3. My name is Penny, and I'm your host. This podcast is all about moms who love to travel with their family in the U.S. or abroad. We'll be entertained as they share their stories, wisdom, and tips with us. If you have a desire to travel with your family, whether it be local or around the world, you're in the right place. All right, let's get started. My guest today is a mom of two, ages four and two, with baby three due in October. She is currently living in Vienna, Austria with her family. She has a health condition that requires her to deal with some insurance issues since living abroad. Her and her family do a lot of road tripping to nearby countries like Denmark, Belgium, and Sweden, soon to include Croatia. She has a funny story that includes driving on a pedestrian-only road and the reality of Google Maps not being 100% reliable. We'll get into more details in a bit, so stay tuned. She uses Instagram as her blogging outlet for their travels, which you can follow at minivan underscore memoirs. Welcome to the show, Lauren. Thanks so much. <laughs> You're welcome. We're so glad to have you today. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. Now, are you from Vienna, Austria, or are you from the U.S. and moved over there? We are American. Um, we are okay. posted here with the State Department. So we have been here for about nine months now. And mm -hmm. we lived in Berlin, Germany for two years before this. Oh, nice. Yes. Now... Are you Southern U.S. or are you Northern U.S.? We are actually from all over the U.S. <laughs> when, oh, yeah, when people ask us where we're from, we just say we're American. <laughs> but um, we have a home base in Northern Virginia. We have a house there. Um, but neither of us are really from there. Um, so we both have moved all over. And my husband uh, lived in Germany a little, for a little bit as a kid, too. How do you like Austria? What, tell us a little bit about what it's like there. I love it here. <laughs> we, we really love it. Um, we wish we could stay longer than we're able to. Um, maybe one day we can come back for longer. But um, it's a really, really beautiful city. There's so much culture and just beautiful architecture. And the city wasn't affected all too much by bombings in the wars. So um, all that beautiful old architecture is still standing. And um, it's, there's, the people are, are very kind <laughs> for our, in our experience. Um, the, the people in Berlin were a little bit more uh, European <laughs> as far as their mm -hmm. attitudes. And I feel like in Vienna, the people have been a lot nicer. In, in other parts of Germany, um, people were more warm. But Berlin specifically is a little more difficult. <laughs> but um, yeah, Vienna has been really, really kind to us. So um, yeah, we love it here. So y'all are headed to Croatia. Now, when is that going to be? We leave in three days. <laughs> three or four days, I think. I forget what day it is. Now, how long will y'all be there? We'll be there for 11 days. Oh, so, not long. Yeah. So this will be, I think, the longest vacation we've taken in a while, um, probably since last year. Um, we just, we really need a break. So we're actually just going to a resort and there's child's care 
and we're just gonna ho- we're hopefully gonna have some good weather and we can lay out on the beach and go to the pools and just relax for a while. So how do you go about planning your trips? Well, my husband and I, we like to sit down and kind of make bucket lists for where we're living at the time. Um, so when we, like, even before we moved here, we started making bucket lists for where we'd like to go. And um, when we were living in Berlin, we really wanted to do more of those northern uh, European countries. So um, we made our way to uh, Denmark and Sweden, and we also went over to Spain. And then um, we have family in, in a couple spots in Germany. So we visited them, and some, some of them live right on the border of the Netherlands. So we were able to go to the, to the Netherlands for um, a couple different day trips. Um, so, yeah, we, we kind of just sit down and um, talk about where we would like to go and then see what we can fit into the time we have here. How have your kids adjusted to all of the, the different countries and the different cultures and moving around? Yeah, they're awesome. Um, this has kind of been their life for us, especially my daughter. She'll be four in about a week. And this is really all she knows. Um, we went back to the U.S. in between our posts. And um, then she started to understand that she was from the U.S. But I don't think she really... Um, grasps that fully yet um that she moves around a lot it's just kind of our life so um they she is great she loves to travel they they both travel really well um and we we do a lot of road trips because it's just a little bit easier to just get everybody into the car in a familiar environment and then we can stop whenever we want and they have great like rest stops in Europe um, with playgrounds and restaurants and nice bathrooms. So um, road trips just seem to be a bit easier for us, but they're, they're super resilient and um, they're both bilingual um, German and English. My husband speaks um, fluent German. So he speaks German with them and I speak English with them. My son, he doesn't say much (laughs) as far as words. He's, he's saying a lot more recently, but, um, but he is bilingual. He understands both languages. So, yeah. So they, they really like it, I think. That's awesome. Yeah. Especially the bilingual. That's going to help him a lot in the future. Yeah. Um, and we want to keep it up um, when throughout their childhood, uh, we really want we're, we want to maintain that one parent, one language. Um, my husband enjoys speaking German, so he, he really likes to um, speak with the kids and read books with them. And so, yeah, hopefully it'll be, it'll be a really good thing for them when they're going into the workforce later. Do you, uh, homeschool them? So my daughter is in what's called kindergarten here, which would be preschool in the U S and my son will be starting in the fall, but, um, when they're in primary school age, so when they start kindergarten, we're going to homeschool them. Um, and one of the big reasons is that so we can do a lot of travel and um, incorporate our travels into their schooling. Um, but for now, the, the kindergarten is really inexpensive. So we wanted them to have the opportunity to um, be immersed in German throughout the day. So my daughter, she, her German just went crazy when she started kindergarten. She actually stopped speaking English with me for a while 
So I actually had, I put her in English classes or like, like an English play group so that she would start speaking more English with me. And then we went to the U S and her English really um, blossomed. And now she speaks both fluently back and forth. Isn't it a harsh language? Like the words sound a little, they're not as like rolling off the tongue kind of. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's definitely not a romantic language, but, um, <laughs> but it's fun to hear them speaking it. Um, and it is like, as far as the language of uh, all the languages you can learn, it is kind of similar to English as far as some of the words. Um, a lot of time, if, if my husband doesn't know a word, he'll ask some, a, a German speaker and the word a lot of times is the same in English <laughs> that he's trying to figure out. And he always laughs at himself that he had to ask that. And then it ends up being the same. So my husband is a foreign service officer with the state department. So okay. they move us every couple of years, um, to different posts abroad. That's what the, where the traveling comes in. Well, since you're going over, we're going to Germany, we can go and you know, travel to all these other countries and stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's been a really, really great opportunity um, to get to see the world and experience different cultures and languages. Is it ever hard to find stuff to do with your kids at the different locations that you go to and everything? You mean as far as when we're traveling? Yeah, just like kid-friendly stuff since they're so little. Yeah. Well, I try to do a lot of research. I, I'm on Pinterest a lot when I'm planning out our travels and I do try to find museums that are recommended for their ages. Um, and if we can't, we always try to fit in a playground at some point in the day because I can only ask so much of them to go Mm -hmm. and see castles and all the art museums (laughs) and all the, uh, old churches. I can only ask so much of them for, uh, going along with us to do those type of adult activities when we're traveling. So we always try to find them a playground to play at. And we have found some really, really awesome ones um, to let them get their energy out. And it sounds like the little stops along the way might be more fun than the location you're going to. Sometimes. And it's funny because we don't always have a lot of time to stop at them. Um, But they all have playgrounds. So it's really hard to say oh no we don't have time to stop at the playground because if we don't get on the road we won't be be at our destination by dinner time and nobody wants that because then everybody will be cranky and we won't get to bed on time so we do try to give them time at the at the playground if we can during our drives but it doesn't always work out now out of all the countries that you've been to what's your favorite spain i just really loved the culture and the people the people were just so warm and friendly. Um, and we, and the food was amazing and it was warm, <laughs> which we, I think we went, no, we did go in August. So we had, it was the summer. So we'd had some warmth, but um, we had, we had endured the uh, very cold, very dreary Berlin winter um, that, that kind of all of those in Northern European countries have very dark winters. And um, I think it stuck with us for a long time. Uh, so we were so happy to just go to a very warm, sunny country. And we went to the beach. But I think that the highlight was the people. 
they were so kind to us and they loved the kids. And uh, we went to a tiny town to go wine tasting and the people were so friendly and just wanted to like hold the kids and talk to them. And at one restaurant we went to in this tiny little town, I think it was the only restaurant that was open, um, that a customer took our food out to us. He told us to go sit down at a table because we had our kids with us and he brought our food to us. He wasn't even a waiter. <laughs> like that, that's the kind of people that are from Spain. Like it was just great. So we had a great time and the, um, the sightseeing was great too. Like it's such a beautiful country with so many great things to see. Did y'all have a problem with the language? Actually, my best friend went with us and she's a Spanish teacher. So uh, she translated for us the whole time. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we were, we went to Barcelona and um, not everybody actually speaks Spanish in Barcelona because it's in Catalonia, I believe, um, which is the region that it's in. And uh, actually a lot of people speak Catalan. So she doesn't speak Catalan. So um we were worried we'd have a little bit of an issue, but whoever didn't speak Spanish spoke English. So it, it really didn't end up being a problem at all. Can you share with us a funny story? Since you had two little ones, I'm pretty sure you have something. So I have a lot of, fun, of funny stories about our Spain trip. A lot. So um, I, I'll, I'll tell you some of them. Um, the whole, I mean, the trip as a whole was beautiful. Obviously, it was our favorite place. Um, but we had to be up at three in the morning to get to our flight. And then we got to the airport. And I think our flight was the first one of the day. So there were hardly any people in the airport. We got to our, got to check in for the flight. And they told us we had to be, we were there two hours early. And we were supposed to have been there three hours early. And they wouldn't let us in to to security because we weren't three hours early so we had to rebook at another airport there are two airports in berlin um we had to rebook at another airport and take a taxi over there because we already had paid for parking at that airport and we were flying back into it um so we had to take a taxi to the other airport and wait until midday to take a flight to <laughs> to Barcelona so we get to Barcelona uh finally and then my daughter was potty training at the time uh this is probably the the funny part <laughs> the other things are just like ah why um so she was potty training and my best friend took her to the potty while we were trying to figure out other travel things and she peed all over the bathroom <laughs> in the airport she waited until she got to the potty. So we still gave her praise for waiting to go to the potty and not go and pee in her diaper in the airplane. So, I mean, it was a step in the right direction, but we did get pee all over the, over the bathroom. And then we made our way to get our rental car that we had already booked. And we're, we're the weird travelers that don't put... Uh, our travels on credit cards to get points um, because we're doing like a debt-free thing. And um, so we don't use points and we don't, we didn't actually have a credit card at the time. Um, my husband booked the rental with his, um, 
with his debit card. And we get to the rental kiosk and they tell us we can't use the debit card to pay for the rental. You have to have an actual credit card. So we stood there arguing with them for about an hour because we already had booked it. And um, we had no idea what we were going to do to fit the amount of people we needed to and the car seats and our luggage into a, into just any old car we could get at a rental, um, at a car rental. Um, so we ended up getting, I think it was like a five seater BMW. So we had five people, but we had two car seats, um, that we had to fit in it. So my best friend and I, we just switched back and forth and, uh, whoever sat in back was really scrunched (laughs) sitting in the back. And then like, the travel in Spain pretty much went okay. Um, but then we, we drove. So we went to Barcelona first, and then we went to wine tasting and stayed in the wine region. And then we went to Madrid, and we were trying to find our uh, Airbnb. And we, we had put it into Google Maps. My husband was driving. We put it into Google Maps. We were in downtown Madrid. I mean, we, we were living in Berlin, so we kind of understood what town squares looked like and pedestrian areas. But Google Maps was telling us that our Airbnb was through this road where there were people, and, but we, we didn't really understand how to get there if we didn't go on the road. So we went ahead and drove on it, and then we got pulled over <laughs> by some actually walking cops. Um, and thank goodness we had my best friend with me because she was able to talk with the, um, with the police and explain that Google Maps had taken us on this road. And they were so kind. This is just another example of the kindness of the Spanish people. They were so kind. They actually escorted our car back onto the main road and like got people out of the way they didn't even ticket us for being on this pedestrian road it, mm. it's amazing we we were so happy um just so we felt so blessed that they helped us in that way we made our way to our we finally made our way to our airbnb it, it, it turned out you had to walk there um from wherever you found parking. And then to top it all off, <laughs> when we flew back in to Berlin, our van was dead. And this was like mm, 10 o'clock at night we flew in and the car was dead. So my best friend and I actually took an Uber with the kids back to the house and my husband dealt with finding somebody to jump our van. Um, he didn't get home till really late after all this. So um, we, we learned a lot of things over that trip um, that we have been able to apply to our travels in, since then. Now, was that all one trip? That was all one trip. You made a movie scene out of one whole trip. That's yes. awesome. I mean, it was crazy. Oh, and potty training. Whew, that is just a whole nother world in itself. We, we as mom knows. I know it's so hard. And like when you travel so often, you just can't, you can't like stop the potty training process. You just have to keep going. (laughs) So you got to bring all your supplies, your little potty seats, um, all the extra clothes and pull-ups and all the things 
and just keep going. Now, I had mentioned in the opening about um, a, a health condition that you have. Can you, if you don't mind, uh, let us know a little bit about that? And then how do you deal with the insurance? Yeah, for sure. So I have Crohn's disease. It's an inflammatory bowel disease. Um, I was diagnosed with it when I was eight years old. And um, I take a, um, I'm on a medication that I have to have through an IV every six weeks in a doctor's office. So um, it requires a lot of work to make sure that that can be done in whatever country we're living in. Um, And moving to Austria provided quite a bit of more challenges because um, in the country, usually the doctors won't administer the medication. Usually they just prescribe it and you have to go somewhere else to get the medication which just adds a whole new layer of difficulty, especially when you have little kids. Um, So um, thankfully, we found a doctor that would do the infusion in office. This took a few years for us to kind of learn. When we moved to Berlin, um, we didn't really understand how it was going to work with my medication. Um, So in the U.S., when, when I have to get my medication, I just go to the doctor, they have it, they infuse it, they bill me later. Um, but when we moved to Berlin, the doctor just gave me a prescription for the medication. And then I had to pick it up at, at the pharmacy, which would be like unheard of to do in the U.S. Because this is like thousands of dollars of medication you're holding in your hand and I can't even do anything with it because it has to be put through an IV. So it, it just, it caused more uh, middle work that I had to do. And then I had to pay the pharmacy um, for the medication instead of getting a bill from a doctor later. We kind of had, we had some trouble trying to figure out how we were going to do that um, at my first appointment in Berlin Um, thankfully the pharmacy we went to worked with a lot of diplomats and they, they graciously, um, allowed us to pay them later, um, because it's very expensive medication and we didn't have the money out of pocket, um, to pay them. So they, they thankfully allowed us to pay them later after we had been reimbursed by our insurance. So we had to do that for about a year. Um, and then my doctor ended up moving to Canada. So I had to find a new doctor and the new doctor I I went to, um, was a little bit simpler. He just ordered the medication from the pharmacy to his office. And then we would pay him later after we got our insurance money. Um, and that's basically what we do now in, in Austria. Is your insurance from the United States and carries over there or do you have to when you go to a different country like Germany or Austria do you have to change insurance companies nope we carry over our insurance um wherever we go people have so many issues with insurance right like right now and with it being so expensive and everything and I was just wondering how that how that works so that's really good and it's good that you found a doctor that would you know work with you too yeah he's great um it's he gets a lot of patients I think from all over Europe um, who come to him specifically specifically to treat um, 
inflammatory bowel diseases um, because he's uh, more of a specialist. So I think he does the infusions in office just to provide an easier experience for everybody who's traveling. So it's, it's really helpful that he does that. Well, Lauren, do you have any uh, travel tips or it's now that you have got a third one coming on the (laughs) way and you're planning for five of you to be traveling, do you have any traveling tips or just kids in different country tips or anything you'd like to share with us? Let me see. Um, Well, like I said before, we really prefer road trips with the kids. I know that's not possible for everybody. It's, it's a possibility for us because we live in Europe and we just choose destinations that are drivable for us. Um, so I think some tips that I have for people who have to fly. Um, I always prefer taking my car seats onto the airplane. Um, Some people really don't like to take the car seats, but I think it just adds another level of familiarity on the airplane so that kids can feel like they can adapt a little bit faster for a long flight. Um, Because we went back to the U.S. in August, and um, I think that that helped them sleep a little bit easier. They felt more comfortable because they're in their car seats a lot um, already. So... um, that's probably one of my biggest tips. And then they have these trolley things that you can buy on Amazon um, that you can put a car seat on that turns them into a stroller. So that's what we use in the airport uh, to get our car seats through the airport. And the kids just sit in them. Um, well, the youngest sat in his and um, my daughter, she walked when she wanted to and sat in it when she wanted to. Those are just some practical things um, I think just just go ahead and travel. Like, don't put it off because you have little kids. They will enjoy the experience. You'll have to make some adjustments to your travel. You probably won't be able to do as much in a day as you did when you were single or, or just a couple traveling. Um, you'll have to make adjustments. You'll have to probably stick to a schedule as much as possible, um, having your meals at your usual times, going to bed, relatively close to your usual time um, so that the kids will adapt well to your travel. Um, So I think those are some practical, practical tips. Well, Lauren, I just want to thank you so much for being on the show today. I really enjoyed talking to you. Yes. Thanks. I've had a lot of fun. Well, I hope that all of you listening have enjoyed this podcast with my guest, Lauren at minivan underscore memoirs on Instagram. And be sure to follow us at Travel Loving Moms on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, go to www.travellovingmoms.com and fill in the guest form. We thank you for listening. May your family be blessed and your travels be awesome.